Everyone, happy Saturday for us and Sunday for you, unless you're listening later on in the week. And then, you know, who cares, really? In the time of pandemic, does the day even matter? I think the day does matter because you actually had to look at your phone to figure out what day it was. Yeah, that's true. So I knew it was Saturday, but yet barely knew yesterday was Friday. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So be concerned. (laughs) It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a shot Today, ladies and gentle queers, I am with Alex, Yaz, and we've got Ellie on a Zoom call coming in. And Hi. we are talking about their recent three day backpacking trip through the Sierra Mountains. And we're going to s- discuss how they got into it, some do's and don'ts, what they liked about this, the experience, what they would have traded in, and anything else along the way. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ellie, Alex, and Yaz, why don't you each introduce yourself for a second? Because, Alex, our finance episode still has not come to air yet. So this is going to be their first time hearing you. This is the first time. This so is the first time. So, hi, guys. My name is Alexandra Orzik. And uh, sometimes I go by Sasha, and sometimes apparently I go by Alex now too. I didn't realize that was my my new name. It's me. I'm the only one who does it. Every <laughs> time I call you Alex, everyone's like, "Who? <laughs> what?" Um. So I am a huge nerd, and um, I'm trying to expand my my hobby base. And getting out into backpacking is one way that I I see expanding it. Um. Hopefully, you guys. In the future, we'll get to listen to my future podcast and uh, learn more about me at finances.fit. Horrible plug, but go there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my partner is here. What's your name? My name is Yasmin. I am the person dating the lovely Alexandra Sasha Alex person. Introduce (laughs) yourself. And I was dragged on this camping trip or backpacking, hiking. I'm still unclear on the terminology. Okay. Um, by her because she's a huge nerd who loves the outdoors. <laughs> and um, when Yaz, I just, I, I know we're going to introduce Ellie and then I just want to tell you more about Yaz so that it sets a context of who she is for this talk. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's definitely, yeah. we yeah. definitely. But first I want everybody to know who, who Ellie is. I can't wait to hear this description. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ellie Harness. Um, I too am a nerd that loves the outdoors and I grew up in Michigan and spent a great deal of time in northern Michigan. So I have a history of loving just being outside and being around water and trees. So this backpacking trip was amazing for that. But let's hear more about Yaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear more about Yaz. I just just you guys, Yaz is is, you know, a beautiful person who has some idiosyncrasies that I've learned to love. And some of those are um, the fact that she would not go anywhere where there was not an active bathroom or uh, a way to wash her hands. And um, for me to get her to go on this backpacking trip, I had to disguise it as a survivalist training. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was like, yeah, I can do survivalist training. That's fine. But really, it was a hiking trip. Um, and it felt really uncomfortable when she asked me how she was going to be able to use the bathroom where the restroom facilities were going to be. Um, how did you feel about that? 
You know, I think I, it was pretty clear to me early on that the bathroom facilities weren't going to be bathroom facilities. Um, so once I figured that out, it was just a matter of trying to extricate myself out of this commitment I made to you about this trip. <laughs> um, but, you know, as usual, my procrastination got the best of me. And by the time we had to actually get ready for it, I still hadn't come up with a really good excuse. And so by that point, I was really just stuck. <laughs> and as a result, I was forced to go on this uh, on this trip, which somehow turned out to be really fun. <laughs> I think Yaz had more fun than I did. I, oh, I think awesome. that's 100% true. 100%. Very yep. cool. Yep. No, I got to be honest. Like, that bathroom situation is my biggest stopper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hygiene was a big concern for me. I did not understand how people just go out in nature for days yeah. and don't become absolutely disgusted with themselves. Like, maybe they do. I, maybe they do. Maybe they just don't care, and then I'm just not the right person to go to go camping or hiking. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I wanted to see, is there a way to get a somewhat reasonable solution for someone as picky as me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, Delicate. that's the first time I've... Of her even say picky. I mean, that's wow. This show is all about personal growth. You've you've done a lot of work in in the five minutes that this show has started from. Like, <laughs> you know, Katie just has that effect on me. She comes in here and it's like I just grow up. I just I don't know what it is. Oh, oh gosh. So I just I want you guys to know that a few months back I was laying in bed and I was like, I need a change of scenery. I need something that we can go out and do. Mm. And um, I'm a doer. So I immediately found a play, found a uh, a guy who was taking a group at the end of July, and I called him, and uh, he said, "Well, I already have a private trip booked." And I said, "You know what? I'm a firm believer that things happen as they should, and uh, please give me a call if things shift." And a week later, he said, "Well, that one fell through. Would you like to to take it?" And uh, I sent a call out to see who would. I mean, Yaz was definitely going. That <laughs> yeah, was <laughs> she knew that before I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to see if we were going to be sharing this trip with with others, and um, you know, it was the best best thing we could have done. So I will say, as a person who got that call and did not go on the trip, <laughs> that after seeing your pictures and hearing your stories, I'm really jealous that I didn't go. Why didn't you but go? But the, the bathroom. That, that was the thing. That was, that the, was thing. the thing. Yeah. And like, we could get into, did I have the right equipment or not? But like, I could have bought it. Yeah. Right? Like, right. for a three, or you can even rent them around here. Right. right. I just but borrowed yeah. stuff. I didn't pay for nearly anything. Yeah, that's awesome. That's because I paid for it. Well, that's <laughs> also true. That's a very good point. <laughs> Positive aspects. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was my biggest thing was like, oh, there's no bathroom. And like Ashley, hundred percent fine with it with no bathroom. I don't know. But I've but never I would not survive in Nam. You would not survive <laughs> in Nam. But but here's the thing. Seeing our pictures mm. and seeing how amazing it was, and we're gonna get into some of our more of our stories. Now you have nothing has changed about the bathroom situation. Would you go on the trip now? I would. You would. Be, yeah, it's because now I've realized that this has now stopped me from two different trips. Okay. And I need to get over it. Right. And like, I have a friend who the first time I ever met her peed in front of me on our hotel deck. Wow. And I was like, I couldn't, I can't, like, what is this? First well, of all, like, what are you doing? I think we're going to need a little more context. Yeah, what, that's. <laughs> so, so we were on a baseball trip, if you could believe it. And we were all just hanging out, like, on the back patio of one of our hotel rooms, you know, one of the days. And this girl just mid conversation, like as we're all chatting, just drops her shorts and pees right in front of us on the corner of the patio. And, and all of us like, there is a bathroom 15 feet away. 
inside where we don't have to see you. And she did not want to miss any part of the conversation. Oh. And she was just totally fine. Was she hitting the head during a baseball game? <laughs> <laughs> not that day. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just what checking. were you guys talking about? Oh, God, who knows? Some drunk 21-year-old thing. Oh, God. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. Mean, I mean, she definitely had been drinking, <laughs> okay. but yeah, she was just totally fine with it. Like, I have some friends who couldn't care less. Yeah, I... I I just want you to know the the highlight of the trip for me is when Yaz came. Well, one of the highlights is when Yaz came back and she just went, I pooped. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, a part of me was like, okay, like she has overcome this this shyness Mm -hmm. of pooping in the middle of fuck nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So it turns out, okay, here's the thing about pooping in nature, at least on our trip. Uh Uh-huh. Because we camped next to this beautiful lake area, we had constant access to water. And so really the only thing I had to worry about was how to toilet properly. And then Mm -hmm. I knew I could come back and wash my hands and that would be fine. Okay. And so once I knew that, I felt a lot better, but I was still a little bit concerned about what the logistics of, you know, toileting in on, on dirt would look like. And And, and what does it look like? It's not too graphic. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, Basically, you take your little trowel, so it's your little light shovel. metallic shovel that mm-hmm. you dig a little hole with. Yep. You go find a secluded area to do that. Great. And oh, away from water sources, you know, we were, you know. Right. I mean, there's, you want to make sure you don't pollute the area. We, so we you, follow you're careful no about where you, Right. Absolutely. So upstream, like, or downstream rather, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But um, once you dig your little hole, it's, you know, you find a way to squat down and there's way if you're not comfortable with that for whatever reason you know some people can't bend down that way Mm -hmm. you can there's actually a lot of really easy ways to make adjustments for example my you know somebody i think it was ellie who taught me about grabbing onto a branch and just Mm -hmm. leaning backwards so that you you have a lot more flexibility doing that right and then you just position yourself over your hole and you know for me i i learned to squat in just the right way where where I couldn't have held it very long, so if I were constipated, that definitely would have been an issue. But, you know, I waited until I really had to go, so it was not a problem at all. And then uh, you just, you do your normal thing. You have your toilet paper and your hand sanitizer and your little wet wipes. You do your thing. You cover up your your excrements. You Mm -hmm. make sure that it's not accessible to anything, that no one's going to step on it. And then that's it. You go back and you wash your hands on the lake. It it was amazing. I mean, it was very liberating. Well, that's good. You seem very excited. Gee, well, so I am so pumped that you're over it now. I was just so amazed by how easy it was. I was like, oh my God, it's like my, my bowels were made to empty themselves this way. And it turns out they are. They I mean, are. This is I think they are. we've pooped for hundreds of thousands it's, of years. It's the real life squatty potty exactly. in nature. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we were the squatty potty. And I had never done that before in my life. And yeah. so realizing just how easy that was, was a, was a really big learning experience for me. Just, I can't believe it took me 31 years of my life before I discovered I'm this. so proud of her, though. Yeah. I mean, to me, that shows if she can, as silly as it sounds, that me, that was made me more attractive to, attracted to her. Apparently, I can't say it. I'm just so That's tongue-tied. Right. That's right. Um, because she overcame something that was kind of a, a big deal. Yeah. And she, you know, did it. And she had been procrastinating on plotting a way to get out of the trip for so long. <laughs> <laughs> and then was forced to, no, okay, so now I really do want to go you can come to our you can come on our next next trip if you want yeah i want to yeah i mean we're we're so let me just tell you we we planned this i planned this trip with this guy Mm -hmm. and our original tour guide trip guide broke his back oh so i was like is that an omen like what do we do and so this new there was a new couple that kind of took us on this trip and they were 
they were like speed demons. So this trip was was us two as couples, two couples, mm-hmm. and then a. Uh, um, another they were a couple okay. and so it was kind of nice you know you don't have to do couple trips but it's kind of nice they were anyway speed Thanks demons for a really nice dynamic yeah 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 and um they definitely when we got there we got to the top of the hill or the mountain mm-hmm. um sorry the base of the mountain before we're climbing and they have us unload our packs and they show us how to how to pack our packs okay um and like what you need they gave us a packing list what you need um of course, I'm a planner, so I've been researching things for months. Months. And like buying things piecemeal. You're like, look at this cool tag yes. I got, and it's only 6.2 pounds. Yes, yeah. yes. And <laughs> um, the only thing where I really messed up because I just wanted to play with all the fun gear <laughs> is that I could not um, find places that had the correct hiking shoes for me, and I, I couldn't, you know, everything has been out. Apparently, yeah. everything everybody here likes to hike, so I couldn't find... Shoes that fit me. Well, in pandemic, like all the outdoor sporting stuff is gone. 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 Bicycles, gone. kayaks, paddleboards, everything. So, you know, I, I had some new shoes, but I definitely just used my old hiking shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was awesome to, to pack our packs and get ready and, you know, get on the trail. And our bags were way over, not overpacked, but definitely we made, I made the first time hiking mistake of just bringing way too much crap with me that's all right i think maybe that's why you start out with a short trip yeah right learning experience now two things i want to learn how did you find this guy to begin with and then ellie i want to hear your reaction once alexandra sent out the all call what was your reaction when you saw that so alex how did you find find the gentleman you know good old google uh i wanted something that was nearby um and to make sure that given that we were in the middle of COVID, I didn't want to have to fly anywhere. Mm-hmm. So now, did does this couple own a company? Or? It's a company. I think it's out, out, I plug for them, Outdoor, Outdoor Adventures. Adventures. Um, the guy, the owner's Cliff. He's a, a really great guy. Um, Cliff didn't, didn't guide us. A, a different couple gu- uh, guided us, but Cliff was just really helpful in the process. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he made it accessible uh, because no one had been on a hiking trip before. Yeah. He, he just made it, Here's your packing list. You know, here's what you need. That's awesome. I love that. Like, just tailored to the newbie. Perfect. Yeah. It was great. Honestly, having them come with us made it so nice because I think part of the thing that made it totally relaxing for me and that allowed me to really, really enjoy this trip is knowing that we had really seasoned veteran hikers with us who knew what to do if something went down. So I didn't have to wonder... We're in the middle of nowhere. What happens if a mountain lion shows up? I don't care. They <laughs> are going to deal with <laughs> yeah. that. I'm just going to follow their lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if worse comes to worse, I can probably outrun Alexandra. So it's right. fine. <laughs> you know, I was okay with that. Especially with her old shoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All of you people are horrible people. <laughs> um, so they also know where they're going. So I think mm. that would be an issue for me. Is like I'm pretty sure I'm reading the map correctly. But I thought we would have been further by now, right? Like, that's usually the trap that I get myself into, even just on regular day hikes. So, Do you know how to read a topography map? I do, and I'm pretty good at okay. it. Okay. What I am not great at is judging how much distance I've actually walked Got it. Got on it. a hike. Got it. So, a little bit off there. But, yeah, just having someone who knows which way to go so you don't even have to pay attention to that. Well, there were a few times that we... We they got ahead of us and we, and we were like Marco <laughs> oh, no. and no one oh, responded definitely. and we were like hmm well 
we at least have our camp, our, our bags and right. our tents. We have no food, but... Uh, you could make it at least two days. Yes, yes, we'd be fine. Yeah. We'd be fine. But Ellie, I want to hear yeah. more about you, Ellie. Ellie, tell me, tell me more, more about sure. what you thought when I sent out the... Because, you know, tell me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, when I saw that and I read it, I was like, heck yeah. Um, I'm And this sounds amazing. It sounds really fun uh, and a great excuse to go backpacking. I've had this pack for like, I want to say a year now, and I've used all of my stuff. Uh, like I have like this tent and um, like this day pack, but I haven't had uh, an excuse to use the actual backpacking pack yet. And what better way to break it in than with a couple buddies? Um, And I really liked this style too, because it was guided. So they, yeah, they walked you through step-by-step and just kind of taught you, um, you know, be realistic with what you need to bring versus what you want to bring. Um, Because they were making jokes about like some, you know, newbies showing up with um, like, (laughs) like machetes, you know, because they want to be like the biggest, baddest person in the wilderness. It's like, come on guys, like be realistic. You really, you don't need that for, you know, a three day backpacking trip. Um, And even in the place that we were going to, it was a no fire place. So there's, you know, uh, that aspect where you don't need to be, you know, thinking about really um, like that extra, uh, you know, I don't know, weight or tools to, to do that. Um, but it was really cool because even when we were, you know, packing up, they generally guided you on like how to pack your pack and the way to to, like distribute the weight and um, like easier ways to kind of shove in like your sleeping bag or your loose clothes. And it was, I don't know, it was not too heavy for me. I don't know about you guys, as far as just like the way that the packs were sitting on you weight wise. um, I felt like it was pretty manageable for the stuff that I brought. And I even, I don't know, I felt like I wore everything that I brought. Um, and it was surprisingly, like, I even left stuff in the car um, oh, cool. when, when we brought it. So it was, it was really cool um, in that aspect of just uh, kind of being comfortable going into it, knowing that you had those guides that were going to be there for you. And uh, you can ask them questions because it's also a learning process. So you can take this information with you the next time you want to go and you don't have a guide or need a guide. One thing that I really liked uh, was learning about filtering your water. Because that, at least for the first day, was uh, a very interesting and peculiar thing because we didn't have access to water for the first five miles. Mm. So we really needed to be conservative in that aspect. And then when we got to the first body of water, they showed us this little um, like portable water filtration system that, you know, is like 40 bucks at REI or something. Um, and that was something that we were using the entire weekend for water. And, and, and how does that just, work? Um, it's basically a little one liter, um, kind of durable plastic, like almost like a camelback style plastic bag Mm -hmm. that's attached to, uh, it's like a water bottle top, um, like a sports water bottle top that has a special filter in it. Okay. So you can detach the bag, scoop it in preferably like a clean body of water. He was making jokes about like the different um water points that we saw or had access to throughout the way because there was like still pond water oh yeah and he was like we we could get water here but it would taste like swamp water (laughs) you know you can't get that taste out but (laughs) you know it'll be drinkable yeah um so using it in clean body of water you just scoop it you know fill up the bag and then twist the lid on and basically squeeze it out into your container Okay. Um, albeit like a hydro flask or a camelback, whatever you have. 
Um, and yeah, it's, you can just use it over and over again, wherever you may go. Um, but it also makes you think about where you go and just your basic needs, right? Like having access to water, um, and what, you know, what food you're going to bring that was really cool. Um, I really liked (laughs) having mashed potatoes for dinner every night, uh, with like a fun little, you know, kind of like cheese or meat or like roasted red peppers and some, you know, herbs or whatever they would toss in. Um, but that was just rehydrated with water again. So just keeping things simple and lightweight and, you know, the places that that literally can take you because if you, if you can carry everything in your back, you can get to these beautiful, beautiful places that, you know, Yaz was saying that we stayed next to this lake that was just in this cool little rock cavern. And it was, it was so pretty, like the rock face was almost white. And the guides were telling us about how, um, you know, the shifting of the glaciers basically carved the rock face out, you know, thousands of years ago. And that's why it was so smooth and polished and looked the way that it did versus the other types of rock that were around. And I don't know, just kind of having that like grounding back to nature and that way it's, it's really cool. I like that, you know, that learning experience of backpacking versus camping because that was a whole new ball game as far as, you know, just the level of experience and what it can give you. That was actually fascinating yeah. because <laughs> what, one thing they taught us is that there, there had been a glacier that had slid across all these rocks uh, in this one direction over, you know, thousands of years. And as a result, the rocks all had these grooves that were parallel to each other and all pointing mm-hmm. towards this mm-hmm. peak that was right on the other side of our campground across the lake. Mm-hmm. And so on the second day, when we had already camped there and we left our base camp there and we just started kind of hiking around, looking at the gl- different lakes around the area, if we ever got lost, which we did plenty of times that day, playing that Marco Polo game, yeah. when we couldn't <laughs> find our guys, you know, w- we could basically just look around for those rocks, look for those grooves and follow them back to the peak. That's cool. Which was really nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I personally, I never felt terribly concerned about being lost because we had this really easy reminder of how to get home. Mm-hmm. And um, also, yeah. you know, I, I think... For me, part of it is the experience of, of kind of, uh, this seems super corny, but kind of losing yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like that is, I wanted to go out into nature to remind myself, A, what I was capable of, mm-hmm. and B, you know, to strengthen my relationship with Yaz. I mean, this was a new experience we could do together and, you know, metaphorically figure out what stuff I wanted to let go of. Yeah. What stuff did I not need to put in my bag anymore? And, and you know, what stuff was I willing to just kind of leave behind? And I realized that I, you know, I, I you know, I'd make fun of Yaz of needing to have like a bathroom and she did amazing. But I, I realized I needed to know that I had access to food and a safe shelter. And mm-hmm. um, the first day I had a little bit of altitude sickness oh. and that was, it was, I don't wish that upon anybody. Um, But I also realized that I got a little bit anxious, too, because I felt unsafe because this was not, you know, my bed or my house or my, you know, whatever. And it was a good challenge for me to recenter and remind myself that I'm I'm here, I'm safe, I'm in nature. And, you know, this is really our roots. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if I were to redo the anything again it would probably be I, I wore everything but I'd probably bring less clothes okay and I would also you know probably have a little bit lighter of a pack and I'm thank you <laughs> yes did have to carry some of my stuff okay, back <laughs> you know and I, I think that works in the metaphorical like, world as well. <laughs> um 
Yes, it was was clutch and kind of helping carry some of that stuff. But but also just I am okay with just having a tent and I got a quilt. Um, I didn't I didn't take a sleeping bag. I I did a quilt that converts into a bag. Mm -hmm. How heavy were your bags? So we don't know because what we brought Mm -hmm. was slashed seriously by the by our guides Mm -hmm. and we didn't weigh them after that. And they were like, you don't need this, you don't need this. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we, we have no idea. And they also then added their own food to distribute among us to mm-hmm. show the weight. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly have no idea. I, I'd I say between, guess yeah. between 25, 25 35, 30, 30 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, something so, like that. So I've been looking on Reddit after this this meeting or this this hike of figuring out like what I would do differently. And, and you know, I'm really, really into getting into like cutting weight. And, you know, I'm not going to cut the toothbrush handle off my toothbrush or anything like that (laughs) (laughs) but you know understanding different types of tents understanding what kind of sleep system versus clothing system I could bring Mm -hmm. that um you know what layering system um and I think that's also metaphoric of my life like how can I downsize or streamline other areas of my life where I don't need to bring five you know I didn't bring five jackets but I don't need to bring five jackets somewhere or even have five jackets here mm-hmm. it's it's what are the extraneous things in my life if my life were a backpacking trip that I can kind of cut out and mm-hmm. when I came back I I realized you know I was eating too much sugar or eating too much things and so the the trip mm-hmm. was like a reset to realize what's important mm-hmm. important number one is my relationship to myself number two my relationship to Yaz and then number three, you know, our relationship to our environment. And mm-hmm. so um, I really, really, uh, you know, as cheesy as it is, really had that awakening that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be connecting in this way. And so it was really great. It was really powerful. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just was happy I could be there with, with everybody to share that. Now, I'm also hearing that metaphorically you could – you kind of learned what stuff Yaz can take on for you. <laughs> is, what, is what I'm hearing. There was a little bit of uh, relationship training in there. For sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. How, how so? Fair, would, can you elaborate on that, please? <laughs> to be fair, um, <laughs> well, that wasn't me. entirely Yaz's fault. Okay. Um, <laughs> I may have accidentally broken up. I wasn't going to bring that up, hand. Ellie. I wasn't going to make sorry. you culpable well, if, Yaz, if Yaz is going to, you know, <laughs> like, you know, be, be carrying the load, at least, you know, I feel like credit is due or credit's due. It's my fault, too. So uh, what happened? <laughs> what broke? Um, a hammock that she just broke needed my butt. to be. Test your hammocks. Check your knots. Fun facts for everyone when they take things because hammocks are great and super fun like there was this really really awesome um spot to hammock that was between these two trees that was sitting directly over one of these beautiful little glacial rocks that we've been (laughs) so you know wonderfully talking about it admiring it also happened to be a little bit you know hard uh if you happen to fall on them so i just needed to to check to make sure that uh you know it's it's gonna Handle weight, which you know, we did, and uh, it just happened that you know Alexandra uh, was the unfortunate uh, oh, byproduct no. of that. But bless her heart, she got back up in the hammock once we set it back up, and uh, I had to overcome my fear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, I, 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 hit, I hit the you know Yaz. Yaz is a I'm gonna just say Yaz is a, a doctor, and so she's like, I think you hit your ileal or something, and I'm like, I don't. It know. was your coccyx. 
It was, it was your tailbone. <laughs> you, you fell on your tailbone. No, I hit I hit my side, my side butt. Oh, that's true. You said you hit your, your... iliosacral sac. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know, but yeah, just using like thousand, you know, thousand dollar words, and I'm like in pain on the ground. <laughs> the um, correct medical term is your butt. <laughs> so um, I, but to give Kaz, Yaz kudos, she sat there as I'm tearing up because mm-hmm. you know the pain is and i'm thinking i'm not gonna be able to get off this mountain oh, no. um and she just was like okay yep we're good we're just gonna sit here you know mm-hmm. and you know by the end it was great it was it was fantastic so uh and and another thing kind of related but unrelated sitting there was amazing where our spot was mm-hmm. because when the moon would come up it was so bright that we had moon shadows oh mm. It was nearly a full moon, so we had really bright nights, which was nice. Mm-hmm. But it, and it was interesting because that that face, the rock face we mentioned across the, the lake from where we camped, hid the moon for a good part of the night. So at first, when the sun set, it was pretty dark. Yeah, you know, because the sun. A- anyway, the, by the time the moon rose, you'd mm. have this literal kind of the moonrise with the whole the visual effects of it on yeah. the in the sky, the 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 ch- changes in the ways the, scar- the stars appeared and also just these sudden shadows that we had mm-hmm. and the ability yeah. to see pretty far and pretty clearly all around us. And that was really fun. That, that was really nice. Awesome. And we it. also had snow across the river, uh, across yeah. the lake. And okay. so Yaz was like, just swim there, put your butt in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you know, it was no one's fault. It was, they, they had, uh, two of them were sitting in the hammock. They adjusted it. And, you know, someone forgot to uh, t- test the knot. I mean, I'm, I should have, I could have yeah. tested the knot too. You know, no <laughs> one, it's no it's, one's fault. It's gravity. Yeah. Oh, we saw two people we thought we could hand us, us two, but we, we are bigger people. We are apparently <laughs> way more than Ellie and, and Katie. So yeah. we, uh, yeah. Um, well, you know, now, you know, now, you know, lesson learned, live and um, learn, live and learn. And I, you survived it. Yeah. I, we did. We did. Um, Conquering fears. That's, that's definitely. <laughs> My back still hurts from carrying the team, but um, <laughs> oh. just kidding. Oh. Got I'm going to pay for, for that, that one later. That was yeah. fantastic. I'm going to passively aggressively, passive aggressively bring something up, you know, probably later on this conversation or when we're not mm-hmm. recording. It'll be fine. It'll okay. be fine. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably exactly what's yeah. going to happen. It's, it's fine. That's how we'll it works. Right. Probably go to counseling and we'll, we'll, we'll over talk it like lesbians do for like days and then you know we'll get through it oh white lesbians let's be clear <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like another to, episode like lee has likes to <laughs> to comment are, are we technically a, a a biracial couple yes but that depends who you ask according to the u.s government no no she's technically caucasian that's true technically she has to check caucasian. i am technically caucasian she's because there's not an appropriate box that fits you or why no technically, because because it turns out that the caucasus includes europe and north africa i am north african and therefore i'm caucasian all right yep yeah the more you know yeah <laughs> fun so, fact for the day fun fact unrelated to camping just if you guys have this in tw- in in like a trivia contest you will win um people from north africa have to check caucasian on the census or or whatever you know we're applying to yep so all that's right. that's why i don't know interesting anyway uh, anyway yeah the more you know <laughs> all right um but i would say backpacking um when you come on our next trip mm-hmm. we're uh we're gonna probably haze you a little bit of course um, <laughs> but but let me just tell you something this whole trip we're gonna come back to this this whole trip was fantastic um but we were guided we did all these things and mm-hmm. then when we got off the mountain 
our trip guides were like, see ya, bye. <laughs> you know, and we're leaving the parking lot. Okay. Yeah. And the parking lot oh is God. still at, you know, what, 6,000 <laughs> feet? We went up to 9,000 or 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. but the parking lot's at 6,000 feet. And Yaz and I are like, this is going to be great, you know? And we we get lost coming off the mountain. <laughs> okay. In your car. We, could not find in, our we way couldn't back. get the way back. So oh. we, we end up at this road close sign and mm-hmm. we like kind of off road, but then we go down these back alleyways and we find this lady and her teaching her kid how to drive and her seven dogs in this Jeep. Oh, man. Okay. Yep. And she's like, come on, guys. She looks at my car and she's like, I think your car can get through the creek. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, guys. I know you don't know me and I'm probably building this weird picture of myself, but I drive a, a Lexus SUV and a part of me was like, <laughs> and Yaz was like, well, we don't really have a choice because we don't want to drive the hour the other direction. Right. And so we didn't even know if we could drive an hour the other direction. No, because we had no GPS. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, signal. no signal. No nothing. Yeah. Um, she was the a f- one main that was road the first was person we saw. First and person I al- we saw. I also like how she's like, I think you right. can make it through the creek. <laughs> right. And she looks at my, and my car is not very tall off the ground. No, and I'm not. like, okay. But in her defense, the whole land around us was her property, so she probably knew it pretty well. When she goes, you know, uh. the cows are going to be fine. So it, we, we drive down the road, and the cows are in the middle of the road. We, we videoed this, so uh-huh. I'll, I'll let you yeah, post it. So we gotta the cows are, are down the road, but, you know, we try and we, we're like, okay, it's fine. And we, we're driving, and the rocks are so much that, you know, I don't have a 4 by 4 car. Like, a yeah. Lexus SUV is, like, not really an SUV. It's, it's, it's a couch yeah. on wheels, yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> We Yaz is driving, and it was my first time having to stop for cows crossing the road before. Sure, so that was new. And uh, then going through the creek, what was that like for you? Oh, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. That's, that was like just Houston flood. That was like a Tuesday in Houston. But <laughs> I just the incline, and then going back up, and you know, she's like, "Yeah, you guys should be fine. You just." you know, go this road and then stop at the stop sign. And we're just like, we're probably going to die out here. It's fine. <laughs> but like, and be buried it, on yes, the parking lot. Like, so we survived this treacherous, and it wasn't treacherous, but this backpacking <laughs> trip. And then we just like die in our car, you know, <laughs> like yep. what a, Bummer. The irony <laughs> that we got separated from our guide so many times. <laughs> found our way back. And then we have time. to call Ellie. We're like, didn't you guys finish this trip like six days ago? Yes. And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't know what happened. I, you know, when I saw them, we were in the parking lot. <laughs> well, this this did happen. You know, that, that night we got home so late. Oh, hold on. Technical difficulties. Uh-oh. The microphone is falling. Is this okay? One of the screws. Oh, yes, that's a screw loose. That's not surprising. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why. She went into psychiatry so she could, you know. Oh, did you hear that? I'm going to repeat it it's just because she likes to rescrew things. We got a comedian <laughs> on on our team here. You know, when I first found out Yaz was a doctor, I was like, ooh, that's a deal breaker. I don't want to date you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I had avoided putting that on my Tinder profile because I didn't want people to date me because of my MD. And then when I found out, I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. She was like, guys. I don't know if I can date you <laughs> despite your MD. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I know we're off. I know we're off topic, but no, Yaz no, no. was very much about um, diagnosing you. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> um, Did yeah. you get the family discount? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, she was definitely uh, her first date. She said that she only came back for a second date because my dog was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've all met Bailey. Yeah. How no. could you not come back? I mean, Bailey is. I that was the other thing. I wanted to take Bailey on this hiking trip. 
Mm. I'm still surprised you didn't. You somehow talked me into going, but you couldn't talk the company into letting a dog on? I'm very surprised. Well, I probably could have. I just was too having spending too much like time trying to keep you afloat of coming and I was like who do I like more my dog or my girlfriend and and you were like I'm gonna protect the dog at all costs. <laughs> I'm very surprised you didn't have the dog come just in case I pulled out you must have been really confident that I would go there's a sexual joke there right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I think it's sitting on your cabinet upstairs yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right it is there um oh my gosh no i used to joke a couple summers ago i was like i need to date a masseuse (laughs) i I dated one yeah yeah okay sorry i didn't go ahead no yeah i was like i just need to date around the trades yeah forever i was like remodeling my house i'm like i need to date a plumber i need to date a carpenter for a minute like just for a minute like maybe two months yeah and move on and I'm in an open con- construction relationship. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. just means that uh, these are the trades uh, that I'm willing to trade, uh, mm-hmm. pun intended. Yep, barter. Um, but, you know, Yaz, Yaz couldn't really, Yaz couldn't help me. With what? You know, with being a doctor and all. Well, I've tried. I think she's helped a lot. I think, yeah. she, I think she's a hopeless case, to be honest. <laughs> mm. <gasps> you could write a paper about her. That's oh. true. Shh, she doesn't know, but I'm already doing it. Great, yes. great job. Yes. Did you do like the L word and put hidden cameras in here? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, speaking of, you should tell her. You should tell her about the time that um, you were staying at my house in Houston. And oh, um, okay. So we're we're we've been dating what three weeks at this point? No, more than that. More than that. And like, uh, like, what a month? No, babe. This is like <laughs> when was this? This is like four or five months in. Okay. Like whatever it was, you've early left in our a great impression. Yes, <laughs> clearly. So I'm at home at her home by myself, and she's gone to work at this point. I didn't have to work that morning for whatever reason. So, and I get up and I'm going to the kitchen to fix myself some breakfast, make some coffee, and I'm just walking around, clearly alone. And all of a sudden, I hear, "Hey, babe," <laughs> which was very jarring and very loud. And there was absolutely nobody in the room, so I immediately which dropped is why my cup. She has. A, she's a psychiatrist. She's just treating her own disorders it's fine Mm -hmm. i mean i did wonder if i was having some auditory hallucinations there (laughs) and suddenly i hear i I don't remember what you said you called me over like come over here and i'm trying to locate the source of this this sound i'm like what did she die and she came back as a ghost (laughs) what is going on and finally i realized that there there's the camera that is in the kitchen (laughs) that she uses to make sure her dog has a run away is actively recording me and moving around, (laughs) tracking me in the kitchen and has a speaker from which she's directly communicating with me. (laughs) I had no idea. I knew there was a camera there, but I thought that it was a camera that recorded video. I did not realize that it was also a telephone. Oh my God. Well, it's because I want to talk to my dog sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably not the first day, but it was definitely a day that I confirmed my impression of her as the whitest person I've ever been with. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. I am the first white person that you have stated. As you're eating granola in gluten-free. I know. (laughs) I know. The stereotypes are not lost on me. Like a thousand percent. I know. I know. And that's probably my, my most during quality right well the fact that you can joke about it and more importantly that you let me joke about it is why i'm probably still with you and i don't know that being white is anybody's most endearing quality (laughs) (laughs) that is very very true and yaz and i have lots of really good discussions about that i know not for this podcast but just you know a lot of good discussions about you know where I can grow as a person in terms of white privilege and things like that. Yeah. So, and that was part of why she didn't want to go on this trip because she's like, I'm from a third world country. Why do I want to like leave my, my 
Oh, hiking and camping are absolutely the whitest things ever. It's like you want to leave the things that we've worked for for millennia <laughs> so that you can go live like a cave woman. Why? I don't understand this. As a person who comes from a third world country where we actually really value our civilization yeah. and our technological progress, yeah. um, it was just a little bit jarring for me. It was not a culturally a cultural value for me. That was never something that I grew up with caring about. That makes a lot of sense. It is. There's a big cultural difference for us, and and I and I aware it's subtleties, but it's when we talk about it, it's like whoa, okay. No, yeah. Let's dive into that a little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Tell me, tell me, like, what what have you noticed about, like, especially in camping? I mean, you know, for the, like, the, look at the casita. Like, I, I bought a casita and which is like a little trailer, a little trailer, trailer solely so because it had a bathroom in it because I knew that she would go camping. That's with me. caring. Yeah. So, what is your question? What What is you want me to talk more about the cultural differences? Yeah, in terms I think of the value of camping, I'm very fascinated. Like, so also even just in the U.S., like California and this area of California, like we have a very outdoorsy culture, mm-hmm. and there are some states that are just constantly outdoors, and there's some that are outdoors more often than us. Like, uh, people in New York City, people in Boston, we're they don't know Houston. how to be. We're from yeah. Houston. We where are you going to camp? Right. You know, it's a thousand degrees, and then when it's not a thousand degrees, it's a hundred. You know, <laughs> and so and there's alligators. I went yep. camping one time, and there was a freaking alligator, and it's like that. Do y'all have alligators here? No, we have mountain lions and bears. I think that's worse, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Earthquakes, forest <laughs> fires, <laughs> spontaneous combustion of PG&E. That's. Um, <laughs> But fire, water, I mean, same difference. Right. There you go. Acts of God. We just have floods. But also in in the Sacramento area in particular, we're just a couple hours from day trips any in any climate that you want to be on. And so we have a lot of people who will just go on six, seven mile hikes in the middle of the day and then come back and like they still have four hours left in their day. And I've started doing that. Mm -hmm. I've started I definitely have started doing that. Uh Yaz Yaz sometimes have self imposed. She gets the house to herself day. Um, yep. she sends me hiking. Yeah. Um, why don't you, why don't you go hiking? And I just have a self-imposed house day. No, because she grew up like that. Because hiking is not how I get my relaxation time. It, it, that doesn't feed my soul like it does for you. At least not if I do it alone. Well, I bring my dog. That's fair. I wouldn't bring Bailey alone. I wouldn't trust myself with her. <laughs> oh, that's, but we want to go hiking with me. I would go hiking with you. Of course. I like hiking with you. Okay. Well, then that's, you know, there you, go. you, that's you heard it first. Maybe maybe go on like a short hike, not a full day hike. Maybe get the dog some shoes. Yeah, I did. We did ruin her. I did ruin her paws last time we were, we were hiking, but. Okay, so let's come back to hiking. And yeah, sorry, for Ellie- a full circle. Ellie, I'm sorry. You're still here, right? <laughs> not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Guys. Um, <laughs> so, Ellie, you're from northern Michigan. What kind of outdoor activities do you guys do up there? So uh, originally from southern Michigan, like right outside of Detroit, but I did spend about like, well, you know, better part of half of my uh, life, you know, prior to college in northern Michigan. And uh, the closer you get to the upper peninsula, you know, when you're looking at the map of Michigan, which everyone can do if you hold out your left hand in front of you. Um, (laughs) So basically at the tip of your... uh, middle finger there's a little bridge that connects right to the upper peninsula and I'm about uh, 40 minutes away from there Um, and there's this little inland lake chain that uh, goes from Pickerel Lake to Crooked Lake to Burt Lake to Mullet Lake out to Lake Huron so I come from like you know water I mean Great Lakes State the lake kind of makes sense 
So when I was a kid, uh, you know, we were up there, you're pretty removed from, you know, civilization really like town town's about 20, 25 minutes away. So, uh, you know, going out into the woods and just kind of, you know, going hiking or, you know, I would try to, uh, like take a camera out there and just go take pictures. Um, there's like some, some beautiful nature around, um, and some kind of local parks. There's at least on Picker Lake, uh, about, you know, 10 minutes, uh, you know, east of me, there's this old campground called Camp Petasiga mm-hmm. that, um, is, you know, it's, a historic spot and it's like pretty cool but there's also some cool trails that go off there so at least where I was in northern Michigan that aspect was it was really nice and it was really peaceful um and one thing I missed too was being able to see the stars really really well at night that was something that was really cool about this particular hike is that the stars were so bright at night and then when the moon came up over that just being you know so bright it looked like we were on mars basically Mm -hmm. um that was really cool and i was definitely getting a lot of nostalgic feels uh towards you know northern michigan and just kind of being back there um just with you know these these gorgeous mountain freshwater lakes and you know there was also um one cool thing that uh uh I found that I wasn't anticipating was uh, as we were hiking, there was this really cool gray slate that was just naturally out there in the rock. And that slate is actually uh, what is on my patio in Northern Michigan. So that was like a really cool, just kind of sensory, you know, um, experience because I'm walking over this slate and I'm, you know, having these flashbacks of all these really happy memories of just being there and, you know, just kind of like, taking me back in those good ways so that was something that I wasn't really expecting because I didn't know that that particular type of rock was going to be where we were but I thought that that was really really cool I mean I knew the lakes were going to kind of take me back but you know it's it's those fun little kind of serendipitous things that you that you don't expect that really make it kind of memorable and um, kind of wholesome in that way mm-hmm. and, and you know what my favorite part of Ellie's being on our trip was the fact that she brought her ukulele Oh, <laughs> and she was fun. you know as she was kind of reminiscing she would walk and play and we'd get there and and you know ellie your presence and the fact that you you know would would bring something that's you know an extra weight mm-hmm. you know to really share with us go ahead i mean ellie single-handedly was responsible for the entire soundtrack of our trip yes <laughs> yes like ellie i i thank you for you know we would be eating and she would play the ukulele and mm-hmm. and um you know, she she played the song "I Can't Help Falling in Love," Aww. and it was. And I'm pretty sure that made Alexander fall in love with me more. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> song. So thank you, Ellie. Yes, and you could probably <laughs> charge for your services. It was Ellie. so romantic. You know, we're like this mountain edge and yeah. the lake, and Ellie's you know serenading, and you know it's, you know I'm I'm a I'm a hopeless romantic, and so it it was like. I just wanted to believe, yeah, set this up, even though yes, probably didn't do anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for ideas for how to propose. Yes. Yes. Hey, yeah, babe, when are you going to propose to me? Well, you already proposed divorce yesterday to me. So. <laughs> oh, did I? Why? Yeah, you don't remember we were watching Married at First Sight, and you said that when we got married, we would also then get divorced because of something. I can't remember what. But no, I don't remember that. Y- yeah, you did. You maybe were, oh. maybe because of your forgetful character. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> That's definitely what. Wh- why, why are we going to get married and then get divorced? 
I don't remember what it was about. I uh, usually when a you vague. She says, "Okay, we well, are going to well, get divorced. Go ahead." Because when whenever you give me a reason to break up with me, I generally just don't pay attention to it. <laughs> so I don't remember what it was, um, but I do remember that you were just trying to make sure that we would. Um, I don't know. Never mind. Um, I we just want there. you to know that. I, I asked Yaz, I was like, oh, you know, in 50 years when we're together or something, when we're married, like, I don't remember what I said. And she was like, are you proposing to me? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, I am not. But I would, I, but I'm, I'm just waiting for, for you to propose. Okay. I hope you're patient. Oh God. Yaz is, is, I love her, but man, she's not a tease. A, she's not a planner. It's been me like 10 years and she'd be like, oh, I just feel like if you're a doer, then shouldn't you be doing the doing? I'm always doing the doing. Exactly. So I'm giving you a space to do the doing. Personal growth. Ha, <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you. I mean, I went on a backpacking trip. What yeah, else okay. do you want Listen, from me? Listen, I think that buys you a solid <laughs> year. I a do. A year? We're in a pandemic also. A y- but we're not getting married. Just a year to get engaged? Oh, no. You shouldn't, you, but you guys just, after you get engaged, please just have a fast wedding. Like, we don't need to wait around for two extra years for that. Well, have you met Alexandra? She's probably already planned it out. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it should just be like ready to order. It's probably like in her Amazon bucket right now. <laughs> yes, it, I'm very organized in that sense, and I'm I am a doer. So I'm just waiting for you. I, I just wanna I want to see what kind of uh, doer partner you're gonna be. <laughs> oh no! You, uh, Ashley in the peanut gallery just says that uh, yeah, it's better propose before the the booking reservation comes up. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, oh I re- yesterday, actually, she just told me what our wedding date was going to be. Oh, okay, oh what is it going to be? I did. Oh, yeah. That's Go what ahead. it was. That's what it was. And you were like, is that a proposal? <laughs> I really, we want, I love numbers. So sure. I love the number 22. And we also have this thing where 11, 11, mm-hmm. um, we're like, I'm thinking of you. And so my mind was blown that 11 plus 11 is 22. I just, you know. Miraculous. Wow. And so I told her, I looked up, I Googled. What day is 11, 11, 22, mm-hmm. and it's a Friday. Perfect. So I said, we can have a Friday wedding. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this decision was made without my consent. <laughs> I just want to point that out. And that was, yeah, saying, oh, are you proposing? And at which I was taken, uh, taken back, and I was like, no. I thought you were going to propose. <laughs> you were going to propose. Um, so I'm still waiting, but I will hurry up and book that because I know that's going to be a really good, um, date. Yep. Look at that. Yaz is quiet. She's quietly. Yeah. You might want to find out how many times 11, 11, 22. Um, well, I guess, no, you're far enough from Thanksgiving. It's not going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Cause if it's not 11, 22, 22. Yeah. You'll never right. really have a warm anniversary trip. Just throwing that out there. Well, we get a. Mex- I'm okay with that. She doesn't like, she'd rather go skiing than, than Perfect. you know, be by the beach. Romantic firelight. Let's get back to the camping. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> ADHD. Yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing through this, this is a common theme, is that it's, you guys use this trip as a reset to kind of get back to yourselves and get away from everyday life that it is right now and also they use it for some introspection for some things that you can change through your own life or your own perception of the world around you and the problems that you're currently dealing with what are some of the things like give me your top two or three why you would recommend it and top two things that you would change if you could about the trip including maybe the planning coming up to it I mean why you'd recommend it I don't want to say like 
self-explanatory, but it's in the sense that if you enjoy camping and you enjoy the outdoors and you've never backpacked before, it can get you places, it can get you to campsites that you can't drive into, Mm -hmm. that you can't walk up to. Um, And that kind of just remoteness and that feeling at the end of the day of honestly just sheer accomplishment, like the first day even like was that there was a lot of uphill. I don't know (laughs) if we were all fully prepared for the level of incline, but it was pretty, it was pretty epic. It was pretty intense um, because it's also, you know, that elevation change along with just like climbing, like there was, you know, gigantic stairs at one point that like at the end of the day, you know, like you're tired, you're exhausted, but you're at this gorgeous lake with this beautiful rock face in front of you that a glacier carved out and you can't drive there. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so worth it after that. And honestly, like we hiked over like 20 miles over the entire course of the weekend. And after the first day, it felt manageable. Like you kind of hit that, like, you know, maintenance baseline point of being able to like your body's adjusted to the elevation and, you know, you're kind of in a groove um, and you're going downhill, you know, on the last day. So that um that adds to it but Mm -hmm. if you if you get there then you can have you know all of these beautiful experiences like we we did a loop the second day where we hit seven lakes that's and like like or i think it was seven i think it was all seven or there might just be seven on the loop but we hit so many spots we stopped at a few different lakes like we had lunch we went swimming you know we saw these beautiful high mountain meadows um and these gigantic kind of like you know overlooking sites that had these mountains in the background and canyons and you know it's it's just so cool and again like you you can't get there like by car mm-hmm. um so it's it's totally worth it in that sense and if something like a three-day trip seems overwhelming you can always start small um and do like a one day you know hike in hike out situation but i liked the fact that we hiked in and we set up kind of a base camp for the entire weekend so we didn't you know, change our campsite throughout the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were able to take a day trip, you know, out the second day and not have our packs on our full packs throughout the second day or the entire weekend for that matter. And that made a difference too. Yeah. So that's something that uh, I would also, you know, recommend along with that. Um, And then, I mean, as far as things to change, um, I'm trying to think like, okay, (laughs) minor but here we go I personally would get a pair of Tevas because I brought two pairs of shoes one were my hiking boots which um, were actually really great I really like my hiking boot brand that I can't actually name off the top of my head but they're really comfy and then a pair of flip-flops some like lightweight you know campsite shoes to walk around in and it gets cold at night so I was kind of doing a shooby situation of socks and flip-flops so if like it was Tevas, it would be mildly more comfortable. And I feel like they dry quicker and they have better grip, I don't know, than pair of flip-flops. Yeah. So that and then uh, I'm trying to think of something else. Um, I think even just the fact that you're only able to pick up one minor thing is telling. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Like really that's it. And it's so it would be just so, something so small. Mm-hmm. that just makes the world a difference but yeah excellent all right Yazin Alexandra yeah let me tell you what I would have done differently you know I, I realized that I 
didn't take the guide seriously when he said things like, you know, we're going to be busy all day. By the time we set up camp, you're going to be really tired and want to go to bed. You don't mm-hmm. need to bring anything extra to entertain yourself. Oh, okay. And I was like, I don't know. I get bored easily. I can, I'm going to bring my Kindle and I'm going to bring my, my little notebook so I can journal when I'm there. And, you know, I'm going to bring all this extra stuff. And he was right. I didn't have time to do any of those things. Yeah. I didn't even start journaling. I never opened my Kindle. I mean, it was, he was absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I had been more trusting that I would find a way to have a good time without needing those things that are a a crutch for me in my daily life. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the same way that I was able to not have my usual comforts with, you know, running water and electricity, well, I was also able to not have my regular entertainment available at, at my fingertips. Yeah. And I think that was a really powerful lesson. And I think in the future, I'll, I'll make sure to do that to, to give up that those extra Things that, that are that feel good knowing that I have them if I need them, mm-hmm. but that are really not necessary at all. So I think that right there is kind of hitting the nail on the head about why people like camping mm-hmm. is because you want to get away from the electronics. Exactly. Like we went camping last summer and we're all pissed because we still had cell service. We're like, God damn it. Like yeah. what? We were supposed <laughs> to get out of town. I think that that's a great point. And I think it's awesome that you acknowledge that because it is true. And like, even if it is just a book, we now have our books on an electronic device and we don't need that right exactly right right and you know to 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 tailgate or to jump on that there is a level of self-reliance about being able to carry you know your your shelter and your everything on your back Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. there was a stillness you know that i i I think i was able to tap into i don't want to speak for the rest of them but we we did a meditation um, while we were there and obviously we used the electronic just to be a bell to start and stop okay. um, but it was really nice to be able to not have the only interruption was either going to be the bell mm-hmm. or an animal like right. that that was it there wasn't going to be a ding or a or a you know a text message ding or a Facebook or an Instagram there wasn't anything that was grabbing our attention it was that we had the choice of where to place our attention. And yes, we have the choice where to place our attention here in this world, in, in you know, our day-to-day lives, but um, not having so much coming at you, being able mm-hmm. to kind of go into the scenery or going into that, I think for me was a, a big, a big, a big difference. And what I would change, one thing I would change about our trip is, you know, I thought three days was going to be enough or too much. Mm-hmm. I, I wish we'd actually had one day of rest at our camp. So we mm-hmm. spent all day because we're new on Friday you know, you know, packing our packs, hiking, you know, eight miles or, or whatever it was and, mm-hmm. you know, all straight uphill kind of thing. And the second day, we obviously had the choice to hang out at the lake or go and visit other lakes. And we wanted to see other lakes. But I had wished that that next day we were able to relax just at our campsite and then leave. I think uh, waking up and just packing up and leaving uh, was a little bit abrupt for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Can I say one thing to that, to add yeah. to that? You know, even though I agree with you, actually, I also wish we had more time to just sit and chill and enjoy the surroundings and really enjoy yeah. that silence and that nature. And despite wishing we had more time to do absolutely nothing, I still stand by what I said earlier about wishing I had fewer electronics with me. So mm-hmm. I wish we had more time to be bored. And I definitely yeah. did not expect yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't expect to feel that way. That's yeah. a great way to word it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A more time to be bored. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that is why I want to go camping is I, mm-hmm. I, I want to, I, I think in boredom is when our greatest imagine when our imagination wakes up and that is how we 
at least for myself, you know, I can solve some of my, my issues that, you know, a new idea might come in because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit bored or, you know, that's how boredom is what sparks creativity. Yeah. And so that, that creativity is, you know, boundless when you're in the middle of the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that's maybe next time just bring a pen and a journal, well, write down any ideas you need. <laughs> We're having a serious thing, and Lynn is drinking. Cracking a buzz. Well, th- but final thing before we kind of wind down is that uh, if I were to say one piece of advice is that the guides told both Yaz and I to not bring our lightweight camping chairs, mm. and it was the best gear we ever took. Yeah, that's one yeah. thing I don't regret at yeah, all. Yeah, I was so like, you did take them. Oh, we did. Yeah, we both okay. brought a chair. They were a pound each. I was very happy with that decision. Oh, it yep. was. Yeah. If I'm going to be sitting outside bored, I want to do it comfortably. <laughs> sure. There mm-hmm. you go. I mean, yeah. yeah that's, I mean. that's one thing that I haven't fully, I'm not yet at the point where I can just sit on rock and be happy with that. I, I, I need yeah. it. Yeah, it definitely likes her comforts. Yeah. Well, if it's only one pound, I mean. Exactly. Well, apparently if you're light, if a true lightweight, and that's, that's even a whole nother topic, but mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're counting the ounces. And so one pound is yeah. a huge part of your pack. Right. You know, that's... That's 16 ounces. <laughs> what was the weather? It was actually gorgeous. Gorgeous. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, so gorgeous. How, what was the high temp? Maybe 80 and a low of 30, 35. Okay, so what is that for our Celsius friends? Uh, a high of uh, 25 degrees Celsius and a low of zero. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's a big span. Too. Celsius, it is. Yeah. It is, and in, in that elevation, you get a huge shift mm-hmm. in uh, in the you know the heat and the cold at night. And there's also the effect of being in the sun or in the mm-hmm. shade that makes a mm-hmm. huge difference. And once huge. the sun sh- once the sun sets, you get this uh, incredible drop in the temperature, and vice versa. Every morning, we didn't wake up because of the light coming at us. Yeah. We woke up because it was suddenly just unbearably hot in the tent. Yeah, because crazy. the sun yeah. rose. Yeah. That was it. It was yeah. time to get out. But despite that, if we were willing, and, and we were, to get up and get out of the tent and enjoy the little bit of breeze and get back in the shade, et cetera, we were okay. It never yeah. got too hot. We were able to just stay in the shade during the hottest parts of the day and mm-hmm. keep covered up at nights when it was cold. And that was fine. We Excellent. were, we were mm-hmm. able to manage our body temperatures just fine. And that's I, a lot I coming can, from Yaz. That is a lot. That was mm-hmm. one of my big concerns, too. I hate heat. I'm sensitive to it. I don't enjoy being hot. But I was never mm-hmm. uncomfortably hot. I and was I was always able I was to cold. manage that. I was cold. Yeah, but Yaz Yaz was uh, was very uh, I mean not chivalrous, but you know she let me she let me have some of her, her layers. She forgot her fleece jacket. I forgot so. my fleece. Aww. I just kept saying my fleecy. You know, next time it was mm-hmm. next time we'll have to just come back or bring Bailey or bring Bailey. Well, Bailey is <laughs> definitely coming next time. Now that I I know I understand exactly you know what she, to do. You can give her a backpack even. You're right. A couple extra snacks. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I can have Bailey just carry all my stuff. Yeah, like a pack mule. Yeah. You know, we did see mules. We did run into, yeah? that's that's the one thing we didn't talk about. There was a group of, of elderly people. So you, could do, you don't have to keep stopping. It was a group of elderly individuals who were fitter than we were, mm-hmm. clearly, who were going to a similar spot, but kind of on the other side of the lakes. We couldn't see them, who had their, their stuff carried up by mules. That is awesome. And it was... It was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. We actually found one of their bags. We found one of their bags on, their, on the way it up. F- fell off a mule, but <laughs> um, it was. It was like great. When I'm 85, yeah, we're we're gonna still be doing this when we're 85. You you know that, babe. I really hope so. It's she. She sort of held back from that, mm-hmm. but but you know, 
Maybe we can have our, our 60th wedding anniversary outside. Are you proposing to her? Yeah. She proposes to me about once a week on average. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. You're, so you've gotten really good at saying no. <laughs> I just I just ask her if she's proposing to me, and then she withdraws her proposal. That's, oh, that's been the pattern so far. I don't I think that's a good negotiation just, tactic. Sh- I know. Are you lowballing me? Oh, yes. Never mind. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly. I'm 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 teaching her. Okay. Any closing thoughts on this camping episode? I do want to add one more thing of that course. was important to me that I I don't know if this is relevant to anybody else, but. Uh, in my life recently, I've felt overwhelmed by all of the demands placed on me. Mm-hmm. And I've I felt that the options in terms of responding are so unlimited that it has paralyzed me into inaction. Okay. And I've been feeling this way for a while. And that yeah. was part of my stress. And this trip helped with that tremendously simply in the fact that it allowed me to see a clear, simple answer to all the problems. So... If I was thirsty, I could go filter some water and drink it. Yeah. If I was lost, I could follow whatever, you know, the map and get back to my group. If whatever problem I had, there was always a direct solution and there weren't a thousand options. Mm-hmm. It was a very simple situation. I didn't have a choice in terms of what I needed to do. If the group was moving somewhere, I was going to get up and follow them. Yeah. I didn't have to make a decision of, should I work out today? I don't know. I'm kind of tired. I should probably do some work. It's, no, we're, we're hiking. Mm-hmm. We're going to go there. I don't have a choice. Yeah. I didn't have to make any decisions for the whole weekend. And something about being allowing my brain to relax mm-hmm. and not making decisions for three days while simultaneously making my body work harder than it had in a while mm-hmm. made me feel more mental clarity than I had in a long time. That is awesome. So I, I appreciated that. That was something I just hadn't had in a very long time. And I was impressed by how easily it came. Mm-hmm. You know, and I realize now that this is something I can do again. I have power yeah. over this. I yeah. can recreate the situation. And that's a piece of knowledge I didn't have before. It's maybe even something that you needed. You needed to experience that. If your body was so able to make that change that quickly. Right. I agree. Yeah. It it taught me a lot about my own power and the capacity for change. You know, Mm -hmm. we get stuck in these mindsets and in these thought patterns. And sometimes all we need is a change of scenery, quite literally. Yeah. I definitely agree. Kind of going off of that, actually, um, because I kind of want to just, you know, go back to this like little bit where we did a meditation all together on Saturday morning and we kind of all spent 15 minutes in silence just doing our own you know quiet meditation and I happened to be facing the lake and I kind of like took in the the visual aspect of it and kind of like allowed myself to like have that sort of um, mental headspace and mindfulness and just like being at peace and just kind of taking in all of the sensory experience that I was having at that time too. And it was so nice and so peaceful and just so like, um, for lack of a better way of saying it, almost like a tangible memory that now actually when I sit and I meditate, that is the mental place that I go back to. Um, just because it's so like strong and it's like sensory experience that goes along with, you know, just kind of how, wonderful and peaceful it was like it kind of is just it's foiling off of exactly what Yaz was describing of just being able to to kind of have that like that space and that you know that mindfulness and just kind of that like step away and just being able to you know take things back to its most simple just kind of basic you know peace mm-hmm. that's awesome <laughs> And I love that. To kind of bring it right back. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> I just really appreciate you having us on here to yeah. you know, talk about our experience and and you know thank you for for just 
allowing us a, a space to really talk about, you know, how life changing this really was. Yeah. And I just wanted to reiterate for anybody listening who is thinking that camping sucks and they don't want to do it. You know, that's right <laughs> where I was just a few days ago. And uh, <laughs> there is a way to change that mindset. Yeah. It can be very yes. enriching. Yes. So. Which is I'm and I can't believe I'm saying those words. I cannot <laughs> I cannot believe I I like I said at the beginning, I think Yaz had more fun and I, I you know, she didn't get a broken butt and she did not um, get altitude sickness. Yeah. So I think Yaz did actually have more fun. That is true. Awesome. Oh my god. Um so you guys just get on get on threads, get on Reddit, get on you know just get out there. It's it, you do not have to know any you, you can be a complete uh, noob. Is that was that the cool yep. cool things? It was um, twenty years ago. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, you can be a beginner and be okay, and just start with the first step. Everything just starts with one step. Yeah. So just get out there. There you go. Heck yeah! <laughs> all right, follow us: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blah 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 blah, all the things. And we will catch you next time on Out to Adult. And I want to thank all of our guests. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Bye bye. Bye. We've laughed, we've cried, we've given our advice, we've given advice, now go forth and live with pride, yeah, live with pride, yeah, oh. Ow. Oh, to a dog.